Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. Mamas, welcome to episode six of season one, where we are talking about all things pandemic. Woo, we love the pandemic. Oh, just kidding, we don't. No. <laughs> we love the podcast. We we're love talking the about podcast. Things. We're having so much fun. We are. Hey, seriously, you guys, this is not what I wrote for my intro. <laughs> But it honestly means the world to us when you like message or, you know, you may think, I don't know, that we your comment may not mean, it means the world. Oh, we it text each other and we're like, oh my gosh, yes. look what they said, yes. they like us. It means so much. When you leave a review, you know, on Apple or whatever, it just, it means so much. So anyway, thank you guys. But so we're here, season one, talking about the pandemic, which I have started calling the pandy because of <gasps> Haley, our vibe curator. Ooh, such a trendy. Yes, you guys. Title. We have people on the gather team, and we have one we've <laughs> entitled lovingly entitled vibe curator, mm. and she calls it the pandy. Does she? Yes. Oh, I haven't caught that. She calls it the that. pandy. So, what I think is interesting because I honestly, I it kind of takes the sting out of the term because I feel like people right now are using pandemic a lot. Like that's become the term. That's the the news. Like when your stories on the pandemic, right? Yes. What do you? I'm curious what you call it right now. Like what what do you most refer to it as? I think I call it Corona. Do you? I do. I really just think I say Corona every time. Not COVID. No, I don't say COVID. I really think I just call it the Corona. Do you call it the Rona? No. I, you know, that's so funny. I was raised in a bubble and, um, I don't know. I wasn't used to calling things by trendy by names. <laughs> so I just used the term for it. So I guess that's why I say Corona. Okay. Cause I think I called it the Rona. Oh, for sure. You were the first person I heard called the Rona. <laughs> yes. But it kind of helped. It, it was the same thing. Kind of helped. I feel like that's a girl. I feel like when you say the Rona, it's like a girl. It's like, she's my friend. Hey, I feel Rona. Like it's like a dance move. How are you, Rona? Yeah. And when you say Pandy, the Rona. I feel like it's an animal at the zoo. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, those are the visual images that come to well, mind. Well, okay. Language matters a lot to me. Words matter. Oh, people, just read our show notes. <laughs> I have got some excellent verbiage from Kate Henderson in the show notes of all the words that she uses on our I podcast. Love words. Words have so much meaning for me and so I can't call it COVID like I feel like that makes me want to vomit and calling it you know even the pandemic is like sometimes you have to because you're talking about something kind of clinical or whatever yes, yes. but then I got tired of calling it the Rona because I'm like it's not cute anymore that's right I'm telling you she's like your girlfriend yes like you want to go get coffee with her and then you're like no I no, really don't. no no we're breaking up we're breaking up yeah yes I'm not texting you back <laughs> we're done <laughs> So, so was the pandy. when Haley started calling it the pandy, I was like, okay, I'm going to start workshopping that. So I, I think I can get behind the pandy. That's where we're going for How right now. How about I try it this week? Try, try it. Try calling it the pandy Use this it week. in a sentence. You can do it. Okay. So we are coming to the end of summer. <gasps> I feel like singing the Olaf song. 
summer, right? In summer. Oh, see, I now sang in the I'm last singing. episode, and you're singing. He does love summer. He does he love summer? Olaf. No, girl, I just need cooler weather. So anything that's end of summer, meaning temperatures potentially go down, I'm yeah. in. Like, yeah. bring it right now, right now. So this has been like the craziest summer on record yes. ever in my existence of like what summer is. Cause summer, like when you think about summer, don't think about the summer 2020, Mm-mm. but normally when you think about summer, like what visions come to your mind? Lots of sunscreen. Yeah. Uh, sleeping late, no alarm. Uh-huh. Watching too much TV. Uh-huh. Um, the pool, uh, going to the pool, going yeah, to the beach. See, I have a love hate relationship with a pool. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> It just takes a whole lot of work to get my people out the door to the pool. Okay. It just does. Yeah. I think we like romanticize it and then it's time to go and you're like, stay still, close your eyes, get the sunscreen on. They're screaming. And then when my children get sunburned, I feel like it's an actual personal attack on me as their mother that I did not do a good enough job placing all the sunscreen on No, it's a walking billboard that you screwed up. Exactly. (laughs) It really is. Yeah. People are like, oh, you let your kid get sunburned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. They're judging. Yes. Okay. So- I feel like we did try this summer to like have some kind of a summer for the kids, even in the middle of craziness. For me, summer pandy. in, in the, the pandy. Um, for me, summer signifies trips. Oh yes, right. Yes, like little vacations. Yes. Summer is summer vacation. You know, you go on vacations, but we are in quarantine. <laughs> lockdown. <laughs> See, that signifies to me Zorro, like the movie Zorro, quarantine. <laughs> I just, I feel it. I have all the visual I can't images. say quarantine. That hurts me a little bit too. So I have to put a nya on it just to make it a little spicier, you know, a little more fun. Quarantine nya. Um, so, you know, we kind of, we both tried to have trips. We did. And yes. tell me, what did you guys do? We went at the, it was in June. So it was actually, I remember thinking to myself, because we had done the stay home from school and it was like, oh my goodness. But we all kind of thought, I think that by summer it'd be back to normal. That was the time. And then we started to figure that out, that it was not like we were in this for the long haul. And I had this fear that we would not get to go to San Antonio. We go to San Antonio every year on vacation. It's like a really just fun, quick getaway. And it was just like, oh, please, please let us go to San Antonio. And then we did get to go. And honestly, I'm not going to lie. There was nobody there. You told me that, and I think the I mean, pool was empty at this that hotel. That is my dream. It was a dream. Yeah. We got to ride all the rides and have all the beach chairs and didn't have to, like, stake anything Did you ever out. think to yourself, am I the dumb one, or are they the d-? No, I actually <laughs> never thought that. I thought, we are so smart <laughs> to have done this because, look, we are here by ourselves. It was awesome. Because <laughs> it makes me think, like, okay, if everybody else isn't here, do they know something? I don't oh, know. Oh, no, no, no. I th- kind of feel like we had the sweet spot. We had that in-between of, like, oh, my goodness, it's a pandemic. Everybody's going to die. Yeah. And the, um, nobody really knows that yet, so everything's <laughs> still free. We can go be by ourselves. And so I don't think we're there anymore. Okay, so tell me this. Did y'all, were there, like, accommodations because of the pandy? Like, did you have to wear masks? Yes, we had to wear masks. Y'all, and this is what's so funny. There was no towel service at the hotel. (sighs) They weren't going to come in and clean your room because I don't think they wanted their people to maybe be exposed to it. Yeah, get your times. Yeah. Well, we didn't know that for the first couple days we were at this hotel. So, like, you know, we run out of towels. Right. And I'm thinking we're going to get some new ones. You're not trying to do the green where you rehang your towel y'all just y'all Look, are like earth you're I taking love, a hit i love the environment but uh-huh. i need a fresh towel okay when i'm out when i spent the money to go to a hotel i need you to bring me a fresh towel yes. every time yes. every time okay. even if i shower <laughs> twice a day i'm gonna need one in the morning and one at night i'm gonna need it 
It's very so, extravagant. Rebecca. I didn't know that. And we throw our towels on the like on the floor. Yeah. Oh, that's probably bad. But we throw our towels on the floor. Oh, I saw you just yes. yeah, check yourself. No, that's fine. So we do that, but um and we kept calling asking for towels and bless their hearts, they kept saying, Well, of course we'll bring you some. Uh-huh. But nobody did. So no, no um lie. Greg had to leave our hotel room and go on the hunt for the cart. Like the lady with the cart that walks down the hallways to clean rooms. What did you do with all of your wet ones that were piling up they on the floor? They just stayed in our room. They didn't come get them. No, That's they didn't come hilarious. get them. So by the I end of never the time, about this. huge pile. But we had to go find the lady with the cart and then like um, beg her for towels. Wow. Please give us towels. Wow. And then the next time we knew, just got to, if you see that cart lady yeah. walking back up to your room, girl, just, just stop right towels. there and just get some. Yeah. Like, we'll just get some extra. But no, y'all like the only people in the hotel. I'm so shocked they couldn't just like come in. Okay, this is what I'm thinking too. But you know, I didn't want to judge. I was like, we're just really grateful to be here Uh right now. Yeah, we don't want to call too much attention to ourselves. Oh my gosh, what you are saying is so the mindset. Oh my, we could do a whole (laughs) podcast on what you're saying. Okay, sorry, keep going. So that was the only thing is the towels. Other than that, we did have to wear our masks, and that was you know it was kind of early in mask wearing, so it was still a little fun. Yeah. It, was it wasn't fine. the epic beatdown that it is no, now. Uh-huh. It wasn't as hot. It really yes, wasn't because it was in right, June. Right. So I really am telling you, we had just a sweet spot for our family vacay this summer. And then that's it. We out. I love that. That yes. thrills me to no end. Um, because for us, so as I, if you've been around Gather for a minute, I, God has made me tell other moms that I get the blues in the summer. Yes. <laughs> She's wearing a blue shirt today too. I feel like yes. she did it to inspire herself. I don't love, I don't love talking about depression, but you know, that is something that God is helping me through. And so one of the things, it, so I get in the summer, I get triggered with that because I feel like we get trapped in the house for a long time. And then, oh my I mean, goodness, gosh, candy is like the worst possible right? scenario. It's you. like putting 20 on 10 on the whole situation. And so I knew I needed little trips, you know? So we went to Galveston for a few days and that was basically fine, but it was like, you know, you, you can't find beach stuff, right? Because everybody has it. Cause people are going to the beach. Cause that's one of the only things you can do. Um, you can't rent it. You know, normally like if you go to the beach, you could pay the little guy. Yes. Or equal opportunity lady. Oh, you know, of course. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Just so that you don't have to bring it. They've got it. You just pay them, you know, there's an umbrella. So that's not there. Um, there's just all just various things that were just stuff that we had to think through, but it was fine. We had a good little trip at the beach. Uh, and then so many people have gone to Galveston. If yes. you live in Texas, if you're a listener from Texas, I'm like, I feel like everybody went to Galveston this year. I feel like Galveston was like, score, Pandy is totally helping us out. Everybody coming. I They are. And it's the trash. Death she beach. did not just say that, y'all. I'm so sorry. Because <laughs> there are those of our listeners out there that they love Galveston, Kate. We it's have a favorites. very dear friend that loves Galveston. But you guys, it's just a brown. It's I mean, brown, yes. Okay. It's, yes. it's fine. When I think Galveston, I think brown. Right. It's just not like, I, I just feel, you know, like other people that are, have been to beautiful beaches and they come and they're like, okay, let's go to Galveston. They're like, oh, where have you taken me? You know, anyway, it's yeah. The pandy version of the beach. 
All right. So, uh, so we had got on that trip. It was fine. And, but I did find like coming back from the trip, I am an introvert. So I like being in my house, but I did find that forcing myself to get out and go stay somewhere else was like super life giving for me. Yes. Yes. And so we had an opportunity. Some friends were like, Hey, we're part of this timeshare thing. If you guys come with us, you get this super great deal on staying in a little condo. And so we were going to go to New Braunfels in Texas and go float the river. And I did that all the time growing up and I have so many great memories. So I was like, Yes, that okay, sounds tell, awesome. Tell our listeners, because some people, I mean, if you're raised in a bubble like me, you may not understand this. Uh-huh. What, what is floating the river? Oh, well, thanks for asking. <laughs> so when you float the river, you just, you, okay, pre-corona, you just show up at the river, and there's these two rental companies, and you pull up in the parking lot, you pay them money, they hand you a tube, and then you just float down the river. It's a river that just is unending. You just float and float. Well, then, when you get to the end of their little float area, which is usually several hours long, and there's little <gasps> rapids. Several hours? Oh, it's fantastic. These rivers are, it's like the Schlitterbahn water. This is all very Texas regional. So if you're not yes. from around here, I'm sorry. Um, well... <laughs> Explain all this in the show notes. Show notes. <laughs> but uh, but it's the Comal and the Guadalupe and stuff. So it's this cold, clear, wonderful water. And so there's a long time where you're just floating. And there's times where you go through little rapids. Ooh, Texas and rapids. And there's rope swings. You can jump off the side. And I don't know. I, I heard those were death traps. You heard that from our vibe curator. She had a different experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you floated the river for several hours, you mm-hmm. are very far from your car. I'm confused as to how you get back. Okay, so the little company that you paid to borrow the tube from, when you get to the end of the river, they have shuttles. Oh. And they pick you up, and then they take you back to your car. Okay, in a time of corona, I don't feel like that is safe. No, none of it None of it happens. It's all shut down. <laughs> it's all done. Nope, none of it. All done. <laughs> so you have this beautiful idea of these beautiful childhood memories of floating the river, and you think, oh, let's, let's, oh, let's do outside the in nature river is covid free yes. you know this is going to be fantastic so we started doing a little research well when we had the new flare up in texas because i guess people are just like licking <laughs> shopping carts i don't know what y'all are doing <laughs> stop <laughs> but we have this huge covid flare up so then the governor makes Makes the river shut. He shuts he down did. the river. I do remember that. So remember you, they're that. all public entrance to the rivers are shut down. Because truly, sometimes in the summer, those rivers will be packed with people. Tubes on tubes on tubes. I don't like that. Spitting I would, on each other. Yeah, that would be my worst nightmare. Licking tubes. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I want to go like on a Monday morning when all the college kids are still asleep. That's right. You know, from their party Sunday night. Right. So by the time <laughs> they get on the river at four, I'm out, you know. All right, so anyway, we think this is going to be a great idea. So then we can't, you can't just, like, get on the river anywhere. And then you have to bring your own tubes because they can't <gasps> rent you BYOT. tubes. Okay. Well, everybody knows this is true. So there are no tubes to be found in America. It's like toilet paper. It they is scooped them all up. Very much like toilet paper. And if you do find a tube, like, literally, you could pay $60 for an inner tube that costs $15. That's ridiculous. Yes. You can't sell that again. Well, maybe you could sell it again for $60 because somebody Don't else wants it. Don't you know? Don't you know? So, anyway, all that to say, we end up finding tubes. We find out that there is a company that we can pay if, because uh, we're going with this other family. So, we have two vans. And they will let is us. Is it a minivan? 
Not yes. a suburban? No. Ugh. Now, you still, Rebecca, you still <laughs> prepare yourself for this. You still have to pay $20 per person. To do what? To float? To walk on the bank <laughs> of the river and get in the water? To float the river with no tube service, no shuttle that service. That is like capitalism at its finest, it At right? its finest. Get you some money. And I want to hate on it, but I'm also like, good for Smart. you. It's like those people that like when a concert comes, they like open up their yard for a parking lot. Yes. They charge 10 bucks a car and they're like, so rich. You're yes. like, why did I think of that? Because you like, if you miss this opportunity, then you don't. Yes. Okay. So they're capitalizing on it. That's capitalism. We're okay with it. You know? All right. Make your money. So anyway, we end up, we park one of the family's vans at the end of the ride. So smart. We all illegally pile into the first van <laughs> and go to the first parking lot. Okay. Then think about this. We have 10 people and you can't have all aired up tubes with 10 people in one <gasps> van illegally. They fit. So you have to have the deflated inner tubes. You flate, inflate, you flate them. You flate. inflate yes. them at the river. Thankfully, this company did have air compressors. So we okay. inflate all the things we get on the river. Okay. Okay, so we're going along and we're like, oh, this water feels good. We did it. How do you stay together? How do you keep all the tubes together? Your tubes you just, have, like, float off from each your other. Your tubes have little ropes. Or oh. you can, like, hook your foot over somebody's tube. Or you, like, grab For three hours, you want me to keep my foot hooked over your tube. <laughs> no. Can't you are that. missing out on the experience. We are spending <laughs> way too much time having to there deep dive. some mama out there that's, like, with me on this. She's like, girl, I'm, like, thinking the question and you're asking. Okay. Me. Well, for others, maybe this is a good learning. And this is a fun thing to do. This is how you do it. <laughs> I'm hoping that this wasn't just like 10 minutes of wasted nonsense. All right. So we're floating along. Everything's happy. We're all connected. We have our tubes inflated. We're, we're going along well. So the other family that we were with, the guy um, waves at us because he's just a little like, I don't know, uh, 100 yards down or something. And he waves and he goes, hey, bro. He's looking at Jeremy. And he said, uh, we got a problem. And Jeremy's like, what, man? And he said, my van keys are in your van. <gasps> you are kidding. <laughs> he didn't remember to bring his keys? He had left them, and he said his even his thought process was, oh, this is cool. I can just leave my keys in his van. We were the starting car. Oh, my goodness. So you we have to, have to walk. Our keys. So we're only like 20 minutes into this float and is moving along slowly. So before I know it, Jeremy has jumped no. out of his tube. No. He's swimming up the river. No. He swims up the river. He goes to our van. He does not. He gets the other car keys out. And then we had had this little Ziploc bag that our keys were in. Well, it was leaking. So he runs up to this store. I feel like this is a movie right now. Like, I almost can't even... It's almost like, you know, like in movies, you're like, how do they have enough time to have a whole conversation mm. on a bridge? Mm. It's like that. Jeremy's, like, doing all these things in a matter of mere Brace seconds. Brace yourself, because it's going to continue to unravel. Okay. So, Jeremy buys this, like, waterproof pouch thing. Jeremy's my husband. I think I said that. Yes, Hopefully we know yes, that. Okay. So, he's gone forever. We go through these rapids and stuff. Are and you holding this tube? Yes. <laughs> And your foot hooked on it. Yeah, mm, How you feeling now? And not great. Not. I'm starting to get like also concerned. Like, are we ever going to see him we're again? Never you see know. Him again. So the other dude that we're with jumps out of the river and like People walks up the bank out. to go find him. And now it's just women and children. <laughs> Y'all hear me? Women and you know, children. Looking back on the it, river. they might have planned that where they're just like, "Hey, we're just going to have a minute." <laughs> Oh, my goodness. That's what I'm doing next time. This is a good strategy. So, anyway, they eventually show back up. He finds Jeremy. He finds the waterproof bag. Yes. He finds the keys. They come down. We're like, yay, we found y'all. We think that is going to be the only major catastrophe of the day. 
Okay. Dun, dun, dun. I feel like there's more. There is. There's more. So then we're going down the river, and at the um, these floats that we had gotten, somebody loaned them to us. And so one of them is this, like, cooler float, which turns out to be the perfect float for my little Caroline, who's four, because it has a bottom in it. She's the size it. of a cooler. Yes. <laughs> and so we threw all, we threw our, our phones are waterproof. We threw them in there. The the key, the bag floaty key is in there. Our cups are all in there, you know, stuff like that. All right. In the tube with Caroline. Yeah, because she's just chilling. Oh, no. It has a bottom. Okay, my red flags are Listen, going off. For good reason. Off. For good reason. Besides the fact that I never believe when they say your phone is waterproof. Never. I know, right? I'm not believing that. No, I don't ever believe it either. No, I'm with you. So she's doing great. Caroline was super chill. She sat there the whole time. Then we start coming up to these rapids. And uh, God, we are talking for a really long time about this story. <laughs> Gosh, you guys, we should have edited this. I'm going to go quickly. No. We start coming up to these rapids. And uh, Caroline wants to get in the float with me because she's getting a little nervous. And so the, one of the little girls from the other family wants to sit in Caroline's cooler float. So we're like, okay, sure, you know, because it's all connected to us. So she swims over. She jumps in that. So we go down the rapids. There's these huge rapids. It's rushing water and everything. We get through the rapids, and then we see that her, the little girl that's sitting in Caroline's float, she has let her tube go, and it's getting away from us. And so we're like, hey, go get your tube. She stands up in the thing Caroline was floating in and jumps out. When she does, that cooler float flips <gasps> over and down go both no. phones. All the important stuff. The keys. No. The water bottles. Everything. No. And I'm like, Jeremy, grab the stuff. So he grabs the bag with the keys in it. And he feels so accomplished. I look at his face and I could see that he felt good. And I said, oh. And he said, I got everything. And I said, you did? And I was like, that's awesome. And I said, where's the phones? <gasps> and he goes, the phones. <laughs> They are at the bottom of the river. We both start hyperventilating. And there's rapids rushing everywhere. And it's like, oh my gosh, what are we even doing here? And the small child is swimming towards the tube that's floating off. Yes. And she realizes the phones are gone. And we're all just kind of freaking out. We There's rapids. Jeremy's like, Kate, the phones are gone. We can't <gasps> look for them. Don't say that to me, husband. It it. He said, my life is in that phone. There, it's just mass chaos everywhere, right? It's just, there's the, the rapids are rushing by. We're trying to keep a hold of all of our kids and their tubes. And it's just chaos. And I said, babe, can we just pull over? Can we just try to get to the shore for a second and think about this? And he said, okay. And so as we did, we pulled over to the shore. And I said, please, can we... We have time. Can we try? Can we just try and go and look? And he said, okay. Are you crying yet? Are there tears? I felt very stressed there were no tears because I thought you know it's just a phone but they're expensive yes they are yeah that's a, that ain't nothing on the $20 per person fee on the river <laughs> so we start said, we ain't giving our money to apple for this yes so we're feeling like this is a lost cause but it would be stupid just to keep going and not even try you know but so we have to come over the side and then we have to walk up the bank to get back around to the rapids because you can't swim up in the rapids so you're gonna they're have way to go down strong. the rapids again Basically, yes. But as soon as we get up on the bank, here's here's the whole point of all of this nonsense that I've been telling you. As soon as you get up on the bank, you look down through the clear water and you can see you are the bottom. Me. You can see. All the way? Yes. And my phone cover is white. My phone is white. Uh-huh. And so um, the other family that was with us, he reached down and he grabbed my phone up out of the rapids because you can see it because the water is clear. When you are up, not in the middle of the chaos, when you get up on top of the bank where it's still and you have that, that is amazing. bird's eye view. And so then we get down in the water and somebody um, that's swimming by has like scuba gear and gives us these awesome goggles and we find Jeremy's phone Two. No 
way. Yes. Okay. Then, just like you just said, I was 100% certain that these phones were never going to work again. Right? Right. They're because, not that waterproof. No. Friend, both phones work perfectly. That's the phone I've been talking to you on. Like, the phone Shout out to work. technology. Come yes. on, people. Yes. Isn't that amazing? The magic bullet. Yes. Waterproof phones. But that story, as soon as we had kind of finished that time, I, I honestly remember going down the river and hearing God say to me, this is the pandy. Does God use that word? He does. He likes Pandy. He's adopted it. But this is what you guys are in the middle of right now. This is what you're in the middle of. Chaos. You are in the middle of the chaos. Yes. And it feels like everything's lost. You can't figure out where you're going. There's these rapids and, and you don't know what to do. But Kate, I am not in the middle of that chaos. I am up above all of this and I can look down and I can see exactly what's going on. And if you will trust me, I will lead you through it. You know, like I cannot even, it was just like, I heard him say to me, Jesus floats the river. Yes. (laughs) And I just thought that was so, just so amazing. And here's, here's what I've been thinking about. I've been thinking about, these stupid decisions we made getting into the river, looking back on it. And like, even you heard me telling the story and you're like, well, that was stupid. You, you don't <laughs> stick your phones in a cooler, like with a small child, right? There's red flags all over the place. But I honestly, here's what I think is part of what's going on in our world right now. I think we have decision fatigue for sure. It's and too much. so we're just doing stupid things Yes, because we can't even like process a clear thought. Yes. And I hadn't talked with anybody else about this, but like leading up to this, you know, recording today, I was curious about this. So I Googled um, COVID decision fatigue and Becca, there are pages and pages and pages of articles talking about this. Because people are just done. They just don't have the mental energy anymore. There is already scholarly research about pandemic decision fatigue. It's just like, because we are all in it. Yes. Because nothing is on autopilot anymore. Think about it. You can't just go to the grocery store. If you're going to go to the grocery store, you have to think strategically about how all that's going to get done. Right. It's not like a recreational thing anymore. Right? Right. You have to go. You have to think about, do I have my mask? Do I have my hand sanitizer? When you walk up to the cart, has this cart been cleaned? When you're walking down the aisles, am I giving people enough space? You know, when you go to check out, am I keeping six feet of distance? Do they even have the things I need because okay. they're out of all the yes, randomness? ma'am. When you go to pay, am I touching something I shouldn't You don't be? get coins back. They ain't no they ain't coins. They me all my money back. Right? So... Trying to talk to the checker. They have a mask. Everything is different. Yes. Yes. Think about it. That's so true. Everything we do is different. And we are having decision fatigue. And it just feels like too much. It just feels like too much. And I feel like I keep catching myself doing dumb things because I'm trying to keep going or like regain pace of life. And there's not enough margin for that. No. Because I have to build in space for this tired brain that I have. Yes. You know, I have decision fatigue. Well, and to recognize that other people have it too, because I think it's easy for us to look at other people and go, like me. You did what? Yes. On the river? Yes. But it's like we're all in the middle of this. So we got to show some grace for our friends. We do. I mean, even just 
this week we came home and our air conditioning wasn't working properly. And so my husband had, we knew this was coming. So he ordered like that special tape and this putty to seal the ducts. And so I told him when we got back, I said, Hey, can you go up there and check it? Well, I am blaming this on COVID decision fatigue. So he gets up Saturday morning and he goes up in the attic and he starts sealing everything. Then he comes down and tells me we can't turn on the air conditioner for 24 hours. We're in the middle of a heat advisory. I'm sorry. No, it's 112 degrees outside. Pete Douglas just told me it's going to be 115 today. Did (laughs) did you watch the news? Because I did. That's right. How are we going to do this? Yes. And you just want to go, oh, yoy. We did not think this through. Yoy. Yoy. And then the smart move would have probably just been to get a hotel room. Instead, dumb and dumber, go buy a cooler. uh, What is it called? Cooling fan. Yeah, that has like kind of an air conditioning. That's an hour and a half away because you couldn't find one here in town. Yes, and we decided to try and sleep in our house in 85 degrees. And last night we were laying down. This just happened, obviously, yesterday. We were laying down on the floor with all of our kids in the room with this cooling thing in front of us. And Jeremy looked at me and he said, this is the stupidest thing we have ever done. (laughs) (laughs) The stupidest thing we have ever done. And Did you say it's because of the pandy? It really... I do. I really think we just have COVID decision fatigue. Yes. So... uh, I want, I, I thought about what, what does this have to do with anything? How does this, how does this matter? <laughs> said, I really need is, to have a point for Is this? there a spiritual meaning here? And I really think there is. Oh, yes. Um, I thought the about. The Lord gave it to you on the river. Come he on. He did. I, I think it matters. I think he allowed us to find those phones so I could remember. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, but I thought about David from the Bible. And, you know, David, uh, we read about him in 1 Samuel, and he's told he's going to be king, but that doesn't happen for a long time. And he serves under Saul, and he does really well in the army and uh, winning battles, and Saul gets jealous of him. So Saul wants to try and kill him. And do you know for how long Saul was potentially trying to kill David? Do you have any idea? No idea. It is somewhere between four to seven years. Oh my goodness. I had no idea it was that long. Right? David's like, dude, I've been waiting all this time to be king, and now you're going to try and kill me for the next five years? Right. And so he's in survival mode for all of that time. And he's living in caves, and he's going from area to area, trying to figure out how to keep himself alive. There's nothing consistent in his life. It is his pandy. (laughs) Seriously, I'm so serious. That is what he was living in the middle of, of just this like craziness of not knowing how his life was going to be from one day to the next. And so I, one of the things I love, I'm so thankful for people who study the Bible, aren't you? I am too. <laughs> that can tell us things. But I feel like they could really use our help on this because they need to incorporate Pandy in there because I feel like it's a part. No, we definitely need to be Bible contributors for at sure. some point. For sure. Yes. But since we haven't done that yet, I'm thankful that there are scholars. <laughs> we have a podcast to do that. <laughs> what they have done is they're able to look at periods of David's life and say, these are the Psalms that he wrote during this period. I think that's amazing that they can do that. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, is it true? I don't know. I feel pretty good about it. You know, it's like our last episode when we were trying to say that Paul was an extrovert. We don't really know. (laughs) We just like thinking maybe. No, this is not something that is going to mess with your (laughs) salvation. So we're okay with riffing about it a little bit. 
So here's, I wanted to read to you. This is Psalm 18, and um, David supposedly wrote this when he was hiding in one of the caves from Saul. And I'm only going to read you a few excerpts because the psalm is really kind of, it's long. But man, if you are feeling defeated and you need a little, oh, little pick-me-up, you know, like that locker room song, you know. Jeremy, he, he just, he has these certain <laughs> songs. got to make the team and be in the locker room. Well, I'm he has saying. these certain songs that come on and he's like, <laughs> it, this just amps me, you know. I feel like this could be your locker room song. So let me let me tell you what David says. Um, and in Psalm 18, he says, I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. I am saved from my enemies. He sent from on high. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. They can, my enemies confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. That is gorgeous. Isn't that That so good? Yes. And when I think about David writing those words, being in such a similar situation to what we're going through right now. And I especially loved when I read this and it said, he sent from on high, he took me, he drew me out of many waters. It's like I picture God standing there on the shore with us in the middle of these rapids. And it just feels like confusion and loss and desperation. And we don't know what's happening. And he can see exactly what's happening and he can draw us out. That's amazing. All of that craziness. I love too that it said he brought me out into a broad place. A broad place. It feels very like confined right now. It feels very much like we are in this place where everything is restricted. Where you go, what you take with you, what yeah. you can do, how safe you feel. And so I just, you know, for me to think that God's going to bring us back out in that broad place one day where we really right? can't. I mean, it sounds crazy to think we can go out of our house and do things <laughs> that we never got to do or yeah. not wear a mask. Yeah. But the idea that God is like, I can see that. Yes. I can see from the bank. I can see that. There you go. There is no shadow over my eyes. I know what's coming. Right. Gosh, that's so good. So with our one thing, what do you feel like that's your one thing? What would be your, your thing that you take away from this? Mine is grace because of this decision fatigue. I just think you have to look at each other with such compassion and grace right now. Because everybody is functioning in this place where they really are mentally exhausted. Yeah. They are trying to do the best they can. I mean, I really believe that people want the best for their families and yes. their kids, especially as mamas. We are trying our hardest. Yeah. And and sometimes we're gonna make the wrong choice, you know? We just we're in the chaos, we're in the rapids. We can't we can't see it all. Right. And so if we could just show each other a lot of grace right now right. and just man, girl, I get it. Mama, I get it. It's hard. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. You're doing the best that you can. I just I wanna give that grace and compassion to other people. I love that. And hearing you say that, that makes me, my one thing is to give grace to myself. Oh, that's good. Because I am, I'm making mistakes and I I am a person who does not like to make mistakes. Right. You know, I don't, I, perfection is unfortunately, that's what I'm often striving for. And this is a time where that is not that's not possible. No, um, it's it should never be my goal, but it's especially <laughs> apparent right now. And I think just giving myself a lot of grace, um, it's easier for me to give it to other people, but to give it for myself, you know. And to know, I think sometimes we think that our children are looking at us with the same judgment that other moms yeah. do. Uh-huh. My kids just they don't know. No, they, they really believe that I am trying. You yeah. know, and and they're not. Um, 
they're not picking apart my decision making for the day or how things are going. Yeah. And so bless their sweethearts that just love their moms, you yes. know, and just wrap us in a hug every night and say it was the best day ever. Yes. You know, just yes. to trust that we really, we have kiddos that adore us. That's right. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, lots of grace. I love that as our one thing. Um, in the season of mental fatigue, yes. in the season of rapids, uh, that we would call out to the Lord. We know he's got us and just rest in that, that cushion of grace all oh, around. So true. Well, moms, thank you so much for joining us. We just love that you're here from the bottom of our hearts. We love it. From the bottom of the Comal River. Yes. <laughs> Where Kate's phone was. <laughs> Where my phone was. We love you that much. Yes. <laughs> hey, don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And we hope that you would stay connected with us. Uh, you can find me, Kate, at Kate Henderson on Instagram. And Rebecca is at the Rebecca Bradford on Instagram. That's right. Okay, moms, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.